Soap check to my Jeffrey Lebowski. It is Nick. Do you see what happens? Ryder. <laughs> How you living, buddy? See what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? <laughs> this is what happens, Larry. Do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? <laughs> We're off to a good start here. Oh, yeah. Today is December 7th, 2016, Austin, Texas. That is where we are right now. The capital. That is where we are right now. And we are sitting here. Of course, it's me and Nick. We are sitting here with, with my buddy Sean. Sean Holman, say hi. What's up? That's right. He's gonna be sitting in with us, and we're gonna talk to him in a little bit. He's gonna chime in, of course. In the meantime, let's get straight to the Brew World Order. Oh yes. Nick brought us once again. He he didn't know. I just asked him to bring a Brew World Order. We actually have reviewed. The one they call Zoe before. And, of course, it's by Hops and Grain. It is a local beer because that's how we roll here in Austin, Texas. You drink the best beer because we make some amazing beer out here. It's 5.2 alcohol by volume. So it's a nice casual beer. It's crisp. They uh, they provide a couple words on the can. Affable is what they put on there, which means it's uh, <laughs> very it's Affable. very um, – Friendly, you know, it's very right. easygoing. You can have a really strong affinity with your beer. You can have. Yeah. A <laughs> they also say that it's animated and entertained, not entertaining, but entertained. It's entertained. You don't interesting. Have to do any juggling tricks or magic? No, to, it doesn't. Uh, keep it <laughs> it's just already entertained. Yeah. So <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm gonna go around the table here. You have a, Sean. You might not have done this before, but we have a scale. It's a five scale to five. And it's that r that's right, like stars, five stars, but it's that's right instead. And you can do decimals and everything because, you know, there's only five and there's lots of really good beer out here. So what would there's you choose? There's an infinite number of numbers in between. Right. Each number, so. Yeah, infinite. It's a wide scale still. So what <laughs> would you rate this beer, the one they call Zoe, this and apple a nice beer? Little sip. He's going to give it a sip. He's sipping it right now. You hear that? Oh, <laughs> aerated it a bit. He brought oh. it back up. <laughs> good, good. Now don't judge it off of the yeah. Don't, the judge, back. don't judge the backhand. <laughs> well, the there. aftertaste is definitely still a factor. Um, <laughs> but you know aftertaste. what? I mean, you can't beat. Um, it, it's, get that, it's get that mic up to your mouth. There. <laughs> it, it goes down really easy, so it I'm gonna give it a five of five. Oh, it gets Ooh, a, a, a five. Oh, five. Out of five. Well, what do you got there, Nick? On it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. That's right. Four out of five. That's right. And you know what? I think I've actually reviewed this, and I have reviewed this, but I 
think it was a four, and I, I definitely would agree if it was a four out of five. That's right. And it's that a damn is good beer. That's so. a good damn beer. But it's not a five out of five. Definitely not a five out of five. Well, I mean. Well, you know, he hasn't had Thirsty so. Goat, maybe. Thirsty Goat's a five out of five in this uh, in this community. <laughs> Thirsty Goat's the best beer I've ever had. All right. That was, uh, <laughs> that was the Brewer's Order. So, today's topic. Yes. Now, I'll just tell you how this came to be. Please do. Now, I was hanging out with my good buddy, Charlie Mason. Shout out, good buddy. And I was telling him how I correct people when they use irony incorrectly. Right. And it kind of bothers me because I know what it means, and I've actually been corrected, and which got me on it, and I that now I'm on the pursuit of correcting people. And he was like, you correct people? Like, you shouldn't be that guy. And I was like, why not? He's like, because over time, words take on different meaning, you which, know? Which they do. And I didn't understand that. And he said he talked about the the uh, Webster Merriam dictionary, how it, it it adds to the definition, although it still means that like irony could still mean coincidence. And that's what I was saying. Like they uh, they get into this coincidence thing, and I'm like, you're right, you're you're. It's funny, but it's not ironic in any way. And that kind of brought me into this. Like, there's lots of sayings and everything, and you're into linguistics. And yes, all I that you know, using your, la la la. your tongue and talking. And I am a cunning linguist. <laughs> A <laughs> cunning linguist. Yes. That's a little bit racy. My God. Tecalisi, my friend. So today I thought we'd talk about idioms. Idioms. So, Nick, tell me some yes. uh tell me a little bit about idioms, man. All right. Uh well, I had to I mean I could sit here and just babble about idioms a lot, but I decided I should at least start with something official sounding. So I, I looked up uh descriptions, kind of definitions to go off of before we just turned into, you know, our usual buffoonery. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. So, an idiom is a word or a phrase in which, like, uh, the figurative meaning is different than the literal meaning, right? So... That's I- that's ironic right there, and that's why I kind of brought that up in this whole thing. It's when you use something in a, in a, in a figurative way, but it's intended for something, and you don't use that inten- intended meaning, uh, that's what irony is, and that's kind of... Sure. idioms. They're not ironic at all, but I, that's what yes. got me onto this topic. Yes, so. and I think the big difference is uh, irony is usually something done specifically for for humor, right? Sure. Uh, whereas an idiom is just something that used to be common, uh, it became a phrase, and has been handed down, and now we use it kind of slangularly in a in a different way than than what it originated as. We use them like crazy, and we—I bet you—we don't—we don't even know where, where they've they come even come from. from. So right? go ahead and uh, give it. So I have here uh, the where I the site where I found the the definition gave a good example, and now it's a very common one. Uh, I just liked it because it also gave other language examples. Like we we talk about how idioms English uses idioms. I don't know if you saw that Archer episode where he's dealing with the pirates, and he has this translator who kept yelling at him for using idioms. Because other languages don't understand idioms, but they do oh, so have their own idioms. Oh, it's an English thing. Is that what you're we saying? We use them. I guess maybe it was that he couldn't translate them into the other language. But I found this example, and it does show other other languages' examples of this. Uh, let me see. So, like, you've we've heard Fred kick the bucket, or someone kicks the bucket. Kicking the bucket. And we know that means to die. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Absolutely. So, now, like... You could take it literally where Fred actually walked up and kicked and a bucket. kicking a bucket. And that's, like, so, so you know what? what? It, like, who gives a shit that he... It's absolutely an ironic 
thing, yeah. Okay. But what for it to mean that he died? Now, where where does this come from? Why does kick the bucket mean that someone died? Well, it's like it comes from if you're hanging yourself. It's kind of dark, but if you're hanging yourself, you're standing on a bucket, right? So you have the noose, and you, and then you kick the bucket out from under your feet, so then you fall and and hang yourself. Well, you know what? That was not what I heard. What that meant? Really? What well, did you hear? Okay, when a butcher would uh, s- basically slaughter an animal, they would put they would do the same kind of thing: hang it and then put a bucket underneath it. And if it uh, if it kicked the bucket, it would. That's what it was. It was something about kick, uh, like if the animal the bucket, kicked yeah. the bucket. Yeah, if it kicked the bucket, it still was dead. It was still being hung. But I think that's when they would hold them and. Okay, but that, Actually, in that case, that's a, just yours like makes a, a lot more sense. Yeah, though. say that's just a death wick. That's not like something actively meaning death. Uh, so why this example is so cool? I thought. Um, Get on that mic, man. Sorry, but go. like, so kick the bucket means someone has died. But uh, there's an equivalent in Ukrainian. It's called to cut the oak. Sadly, I don't know Ukrainian to enough to try oak. to say like in the native tongue, but to cut the oak, as in to building cut the oak, as in building a coffin, right? So to to them, their kick the bucket idiom is to cut the oak. Uh, okay. Germans will say to look at the radishes from underneath, because you're buried underground, obviously, right? So I just thought it was cool that multiple languages do have their own idioms or their own meaning, and their origin is comp- completely different than what kick the bucket means to us or you know any of these. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, they're all interesting, and that's why I wanted to do a show on idioms because you know we know. And you know what's really going to be the coolest part about idioms is that they can be started today. Oh, sure. And I want to try to have some examples of ones that are started already and that are going to probably, maybe, we might see them in 50, 60, 100 (laughs) years. Okay, so, I mean, let me go ahead and say what I wrote down here. You know, we use a plethora of phrases and sayings. We don't know what they mean. Uh, we know what they mean, but we don't. We most likely don't know where they've come from, you know. Right, right. And without them, the English language wouldn't be as colorful and vivid as it is, right? Right. An idiom can often be uh, successfully expressed. Uh, when <laughs> let me try, try this again. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. An idiom can often successfully express a complicated idea more than hundreds of words can. Which is what I like to write down there. So yeah, yeah. Today I had to re-edit that earlier today. I'm not gonna re-edit nothing. So actually, <laughs> it comes from a Greek word. Uh, you, if you're gonna start talking, yeah, you gotta man. have the microphone. Feel free to chime in whenever. Um, just that's Sean Hallman. We're gonna talk to him in a little bit, but it comes from a Greek word, which stands for one of a kind. Idioms, Ooh. and they are sort of one of a kind, I think. So today we're gonna pick a few common uh, and interesting phrases and idioms, and. Uh, we're just going to talk about them, have some fun. So um, I've got one here. What do we yeah. got here? So this was a really cool one. I've, I've heard this one forever, but I never really knew what it meant. So we're talking about don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Now, I don't think I know anybody that fucking says this, but this is something I've definitely heard. You know, you uh, never yeah. want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And now I'm aware it, of it, but it I mean? never you know heard any. Sean? I have no idea. I've never been a mother. it says don't get rid of valuable things along with the unnecessary right see like i've never actually heard anybody say it but i'm aware of it somehow and i kind of caught like what it means what does it mean mean that that i mean that like it 
don't okay, so throw out valuables uh, or something I meant, unnecessary. What's the origin? Uh, to me, the origin would be, I would think, uh, from back when we had to use wash basins. You didn't have plumbing, obviously, so your, your tubs didn't drain. You had the basin, and you washed, and then you had to toss the water out, usually out the front door, out into the yard or whatever. And sure. so you wanted to make sure that the baby was out of the basin before you toss the water out. Okay. Okay, yeah, that uh, that's definitely where they're going at with this one. But this one is even crazier. It's a little bit, pretty bit gnarlier. So, in the early 1500s, people only bathed once a year. Not oh only good. that, but they also bathed in the same water without changing it. The adult males oh. would bathe first, the dirtiest motherfuckers, right? Right. And then it would be the females, leaving the children and babies to go last. By the time the babies got in... The water was so clouded with filth. <laughs> the The poor mothers had to take extra care of their babies so they weren't thrown out when they got rid of the water. Because it was so dark. Because <laughs> it was so murky. Ugh. Can you imagine that water? Ugh. Like of all of the members of the family that need the clean water the most, like a fucking baby, I feel, would well, need you know, it. Yeah, you know, it, it makes a it. lot of sense. The men of the family are working and blah, blah, blah. Right. So they have to get their showers off or their sure, bath off. Sure, but I guess they weren't aware of what you leave behind in the water as much as we are today because you don't want, like, I've been you out in the what? field right. all day and I'm putting all this gross shit and sweat and bacteria and everything in the water and then let's put a newborn baby in there. But maybe they maybe they did this by trial and error. You know, maybe they put the baby in there. Maybe <laughs> took a fucking gnarly shit in there and then ruined it for everybody. No right, gonna, right, right, right. Well, maybe they did. You know, it's the only Babies time we're going to shower. It's they just the, poop. It's the once They're a like year. It's a horses <laughs> in a parade. They're just going to poop whenever. <laughs> it's just poop. Just go take your goddamn bath, right. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> and it was it wasn't that easy to just you couldn't just like oh he pooped in it throw it out and refill the basin <laughs> we need more water now it's not like they had a sink they did with not, running tap you know no, they well they probably had sinks they didn't have any running water they right fifteen hundreds so god dang that you definitely just, I definitely had an ancestor back then because I'm around that's all I know. But I don't know. You did come from that time. And you know what? Somehow. Have you ever done like one of those ancestry I have DNA not. things? No. Sean, have you done that? I have not. You know, it's so interesting. I don't know why we should uh, shouldn't or. I agree. I think you know? we should. I just haven't wanted to pay to do it yet. It's probably worth it. You know. I mean, you could Flynn. find out that you're I a you were a uh, descendant of a duke of England, and then your life would be like the same you know exactly the same. <laughs> i do know that in a fairly distant way i'm related to the adams presidents the and, adams and yeah there's john adams and john quincy adams yeah yeah and well, then yeah, roy orbison as well i mean that's not so much ancestry because that's fairly modern but yeah i know that much now going back my grandfather's family came from germany and my grandmother came from england so i'll have like two different branches once if i go that far back but I, okay. Well, See, well, that's just because blew my mind. I don't know. You're from uh, the. Uh, you're, uh, I have to look at you different <laughs> with like a royal eye because you're fucking right. presidential over here. Or I, some I, shit. You fucking ain't right. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. So give me another one of these, Nick. What uh, do you got? All right. So I've got uh, something we've all heard and and said quite a few times. I'm sure, but bleed like a stuck pig. I've definitely heard that one. You're bleeding like a stuck pig. Right. Right. It usually comes out from a. Uh, uh, a more southern uh, twang. Sure, though. sure. Yo, you be bleeding. <laughs> you be bleeding. You be bleeding like a stuck pig, boy. Right, right. Wee, and, wee, wee. and to be honest, I kind of had an idea where this came from, and uh, I was pretty right. Like, it's, it's not that surprising. It's 
it probably you know when I was investigating a lot of these, it's they all like some of them they sound exactly like what, what they, they are, yeah, right? Exactly. So I'm sure this is what this right, one yeah. Is. This one exactly is what you think when they would slaughter pigs, they'd hang them up by their hind feet and slit the throat and let them bleed out. Ooh, that's the kosher way of killing a. And since a they cow, were severing, that, I mean, uh, the arteries, it bled quite profusely. And hey, well, so you know that it's kosher, so that's a kosher. That's a kosher uh, idiom right. right there. <coughs> um, given the cold shoulder. You know about this meaning, right? So, right. What, is, what is basically giving someone the cold shoulder? Like you're, you're, you're kind of just ignoring them, basically. Right, right, right. right. You're becoming unwelcome, um, and and sort of antisocial. I did this just somebody. recently, actually. Oh yeah. On, oh, absolutely on purpose. Like I was the most petty juvenile son of a bitch possible. <laughs> uh, Tell me more. I was at a friend's wedding, and an ex of mine was there, and uh, I was. Going back for seconds at the food, you know, standing there, blah, 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 and she comes walking up to me, and I, like, intentionally turned away from her to not have to even look at her, acknowledge her existence, and, like, got some more food, and then walk. Like, I didn't, like, walk away. I made sure to avoid her and still stand there, like, to really prove the point that I am avoiding you, <laughs> and then walk back to my seat. <laughs> Like I, I admit it was completely juvenile, Ooh, but boy, I needed to do it. You cold as ice, Nick. Yeah, Rada. just like the foreigner song. Yes, you see cold what happens, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did it on purpose. Do we even know where this comes from? Do you guys have any clue? I have heard, but I all don't right. Know let me hear true. what you know. Well, let me hear what you know. Um, I have heard it comes from if you have an unfavorable guest or somebody at dinner, you give them the cold, like they would have mutton shoulder like lamb shoulder or something so you'd give them the cold piece the shitty piece because you don't like them oh man you're absolutely right in all right the origin in medieval england it was customary to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of a mutton pork yeah, or I beef chop <laughs> you had it absolutely right this Get was yeah. a polite way to communicate I told you man you may leave now <laughs> This is <laughs> customary in, <laughs> in medieval England. I told you. I'm Where did you hear that? I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, well, give me one. What do you got? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, there's kind of a fun one. Bust you in the chops. Bust you in the chops or bust in chops? Uh, like, I've always heard bust you in the chops. Like I'm going to... Deck you in the face. That's what it sounds like. Bust you in the chops. chops. Yeah, what else would it be? You're busty. You're like... Right. Or I I think Uh. I might have heard bust in your chops, but I usually hear bust in your balls. Yeah, I always hear like bust in chops. Yeah, you bust in my chops. Uh, So that... Oh, wait. You're supposed to guess first. Sorry. I was just going to roll right into where it came from. Busting chops. Well, okay. What does it mean? It means that you're like... uh, you're giving someone a hard time. Giving someone a hard time. Yeah, giving so, them shit, right? Um, what is a hard time? What is something hard? Maybe like frozen, uh, frozen, uh, hey, you're giving me a hard time, hey. You're, it's <laughs> probably frozen meat and how hard it is. I don't know. What like Got to speak in the mic if you're going to say yes. something. So it's the same as the last one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you got? Uh, no, it's actually back, you know, mutton chops, like giant just sideburns that would even come down yeah, into the oh cheek, yeah. used to be very, very fashionable. And if you were going to punch somebody in the face, you're punching them in the chops because they had this. You're th- punching the them in the chops. So it literally came from busting chops. Punch them in his stash. <laughs> <laughs> right so, in yeah, stash. but all they had were the, the mutton chops. 
Yeah, man, I so love, that's I love this from. fucking topic. We're going to go on forever on this one. Uh, you know what? But we're going to play a game, though, in a little bit. That's right. We do have a game out of this. We got a really cool game, and then we're going to start playing it weekly. God damn it. So how about, okay, how about this one? Rub the wrong way. So that guy's rubbing me the wrong way. Uh, so what is that? What does it mean? Getting on your nerves. Yeah, you, you're annoying, annoying you someone. It's bothering or, you. you right, know? right, right. So what is it? What does it mean? I, uh, where does it come from? I've heard it comes from certain animals, like most notably cats. If you go against the grain or pet them the wrong way, then they react very aggressively. So uh, I've always thought it was something like that. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely correct, man. Uh, I can't believe yeah, I can't you know wait. I can't. I've, I've heard this. One I can't forever. wait till we get to the game on this. Uh, yeah, man. yeah. I think you're gonna be so good at the game, man. <laughs> Fuck, I'm. Because I tried to write it so that it's. Oh, you're gonna be good at it. Okay. But uh, early Americans during the colonial times would ask their servants to rub their oak floorboards uh, flo- fl- floorboards the right way. The wrong way, not right, wiping them. Like you, you go with the grain, basically, is what they were saying. But it also, alternatively, could have been derived from rubbing a cat's fur the wrong way, which annoys Fuck them. Fuck yes. <laughs> and Nick, Fuck Nick the yes. fashion writer is fucking <laughs> killing this shit. All right, uh, I've got one. It's not a phrase so much, it's just a word, but loophole. Man, you know, I've heard this one forever. Loophole. We all know about loopholes. So what is like, a loophole? It's like a it's a um way of getting through getting through a shortcut. Around, it's a shortcut. Or or around like uh, uh, no, a loophole. It's a um, like not a the shortcut. The most famous it's one recently was the whole uh during the the debates, right? There was the tax loophole. Oh, right. Correct. Right. So he found this loophole that an, allowed him to not pay an taxes. An alternate route. Uh, a way through, a way around. Or, yeah, a way something around. Like that. A way around right. is a good way of saying it. Or, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really, whatever example you want to come up with, either way, it's going to still mean a way around the uh, the, the, the law, the, the, wha- the whatever. Yeah, the whatever. The way around. A, the way around. A, a secret way. Uh, so where does it come from, do you think? The loophole, man, loophole. Um, I would think it comes uh, from uh, like it, an actual needle that has a oh. loop that has has a loophole, and how it, um, you go you can go through one way, but there's lots of different ways you can go through that one little. So hole. the fact, like through the eye of a needle, essentially that little sure, hole, that's yeah, eye the, of the needle, loophole. and how difficult it is to get through that, or how like tiny would be like. What is a loophole? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That you know what? Okay. A matter of fact, loophole was my DJ name when I was trying to be, you know, Weird. DJ well, loophole. So you're going with needle. DJ poophole. DJ poophole. All right. So I mean, I'm gonna go kind of go needle. Sean, do you have anything? Nah, he doesn't have anything. Nah. So what do you? Nah. What is? It? What he's does like, it mean? He's like Robin. Where did. does it come nah. from? Uh, you are wrong. Loophole is uh, and castles. They would have the big walls, and they'd have a tiny little hole that archers could shoot down through. So enemies could not attack, but archers could shoot through to still be killing them. So it was like a fortified attack position, and that's what the loophole started as. That was actually called a loophole. And now how it went from that to what it means now, I don't know that whole progression, but that's where the term loophole comes from. It's very unsatisfying, that one. <laughs> you know, but I was thinking about what you were saying. Um, you know, it was interesting how those castles, they had their 
their loopholes. I never thought, yeah, they were called loopholes. But not only that, but they came out um, in angle. It, it didn't. It wasn't just a, a solid hole that went through. No, it was actually angled out on the inside so that they could they can sit on the side. Yes, and fucking absolutely. Pew, it was pew. it was made to give them the best range of and that of was the best spot like in if you see any castle they all have that right b- that that angle on the inside so that they can get on on that but so they still can this loophole one was very unsatisfying shoot down marauders without being attacked themselves all right i got one buddy all right barking up the wrong tree mm. we've heard this one like crazy you know like you're barking oh, up the wrong tree what does it mean it's uh you're asking the wrong person. You're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, you're, you're I pursuing ain't the guy the wrong you're talking path. about. You know, you've misguided thoughts about the event or situation. Uh, it's also a false lead. So, where does it come from? Do you have any idea? No, uh, actually, I've just always kind of understood what it meant, which well, I'm sure is why idioms are idioms. Because I think I, don't I know this one. Uh, I still, I'm looking, I'm looking at this blind, but <clears throat> I swear, I'm looking at this blind right now through a website. But I, I I imagine a dog barking up a wrong tree. But uh, it might have was it was probably chasing something and it barked up the tree and it could have scurried off. But there was nothing up there, and I'm gonna guess that's what it is. Does that make it makes a lot? It of makes sense, a lot right? of sense. It's like one of those, it's one of those ones that make game hunting or something, and the fox went this way, but it's barking at this tree. It, and well, it it ran up. It probably ran up the tree and then hopped over to another thing, or just it just tricked the fucking dog somehow because dogs are stupid. They ain't like cats, right, Luke? That's right. So, <laughs> let me read the origin. This refers to hunting dogs. Boom, caught it right there. That may have chased oh, up their so prey smart. up a tree. <laughs> you so smart. I love you. You so smart. The dogs bark. Assume, yeah, it is exactly what I said. It is. It, right. It's one of those ones that it sounds exactly what it it's right. what it is. So maybe I picked That's the ba- maybe I picked the bad one. All right, but I've we all a, did not know where it came from. I've so. got a three, Peter. Okay, give it to me. All right, so there are three phrase, three idioms that all have the same origin, and I was really interested to to find this out. Uh, so we've all heard the term dead ringer. Dead ringer. That guy's a dead ringer. Right, like. dead ringer, graveyard shift, and saved by the bell. Those are all the same These idiom? all have the same origin. Now, they mean three Wait, different... Wait, what was the first one? It was... Uh, Dead Ringer was the first one. They, d- oh. They all now mean three something, different things. Yeah, they all do. They all do. Okay. They mean different things, but they all came the from the same... Saved by the Bell means like... Um, I mean, Zach Morris is hitting on Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> you got Slater over there right, with Screech. Right, just flexing. Screech <laughs> trying to get out of a locker somehow. Got a huge old dick Mr. making Velvet. a porno Hey, later. hey, 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 what is going on here? Mr. Belding coming in. Anyway. Dude, he's way fat now, too. Have no, like he wasn't then? No, he was like a normal-sized guy, but then he's <laughs> fat. It's like George Green uh, in Trailer Park Boys. You know, as a matter of fact, George Green's actual name in Trailer Park Boys, well, his character's name is George Green, but his real name is George Green. Oh. <laughs> so his name is He's actually, really stretching there. He's a, and okay, uh, so he's a fat guy. So we got Dead Ringer, which means you look exactly like somebody, or or something is exactly like something. It doesn't have to be people that look together. Like, this deal's a Dead Ringer for this deal, well, or well, this... Uh, I've heard about a ringer, um, which is probably another right, idiom, right, right. but a ringer is what? Is, is uh, someone that's... Like, you, you've got a... a pl- uh, uh, not a placebo, a distraction. No, 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 no. It's like when you have a company baseball team and your, your manager hires the... 
like a professional major league baseball player oh, to come in like for a the ringer, minor like a, like a professional playing a an amateur okay uh, professional right, right. playing with amateurs is a ringer I gotcha. think that's what okay. okay yeah all right but a dead ringer would be if you see someone's like doppelganger or something okay. like oh he was a that's fucking I, dead okay. ringer for Lowe's, man ahead. you know all right so there's doppelganger dead, Dead ringer, and then graveyard shift. We all know is like the midnight working shift, now, like yeah, working, working overnight, yeah, right? The third shift, and then Saved by the Bell is like, um, like in boxing terms, mostly in boxing. Yeah. You're about to get knocked out, yeah. and the bell rings, and yeah, they have he's to stop. like nearly knocked out, and then you get punched at the last second. The guy goes down, he's out for sure, but the bell, bell rings, rings while he gets punched. So, so saved, saved by the by bell. Say that again, buddy. Wait, pull that up to you. Say that again. That's when you're All right, really never hungry. mind. <laughs> keep that fucking microphone up to yeah, you. Keep in, chime in, like jump in on this. All right. So anyway, they have three different meanings, but they all come from the same thing. Apparently, you've seen maps of England. It's it's very small. It's a, it's a tiny island. That's right. Uh, so as their their cemeteries were becoming overcrowded, they were digging up older graves and. Moving the remains into a mausoleum or something and kind of stacking them in there so that they could have a new grave for the next round of bodies, right? But as they were opening these coffins, they were finding all these nail marks and scratch marks on the inside. They're like, holy shit, we've been burying burying people people alive. Holy fuck. So they actually put... Zombies! They would tie a string around the finger of people they buried and run it up to a bell that sat up by the tombstone. Really? So if the person came to, anytime they moved, it would ring this bell, thus saved by the bell saved or dead bell. ringer. Dead ringer? A dead ringer? Oh, mm, there you right? go. Right, there's both of those. There but they would have someone have to walk around the graveyard all night in case somebody came the to and started ringing the bell and doing the graveyard ah! shift. And that's where they all come from is from that same occurrence. And now they all mean different things. But I thought that was really fucking cool. Man, that is great. That is a great one. All right. I got one. Biting the bullet. John, you know what that one is? Biting the bullet. As everyone said, you just got to do it. You're just going to have to bite the bullet. You're just going to have to go and do that shit. You got to do what you got to do. If the bullet's going to kill you, you got to chomp it down. You got to have really good dentures. Now, I... I (laughs) I heard a couple different things about this one, and actually, we talked about this yesterday. We did. Biting the bullet, and I thought this one was fucking weird, but the meaning but I is nailed it. to accept something. Nailed it. That's another idiom, you know? <laughs> See, we use idioms. I'm using idioms to talk about we idioms. We keep just using idioms like it's crazy. Like a it's fucking just, idiom wormhole. That's why the English language is, is so fucking sweet, and that's why you can't translate some of those things you're like, <laughs> yeah, I nailed that motherfucker, and that can mean so di- different in a different context. Oh, sure, you know, sure. like I nailed, I, I, I nailed that, I nailed that chick, dude. <laughs> like that's a whole different context right there. But uh, in the olden days, the olden days, the doctors were short on anesthesia, and of course they would just say, "Bite down on this bullet," and straight up start chopping off. And right. I thought that was like that's weird. Why would they do that? There's plenty of trees and bushes. Like you would, it's more, you know, it's easier to get a. Put a uh, put a uh, piece of wood or uh, a branch between your mouth and or your teeth and just chomp down there. But I guess bullets, you know, and this actually resulted. Well, I'm sure everybody. This resulted in a lot of teeth breakage. So I, I would I imagine, that but well. I'm guessing everybody just had bullets. I mean, it was like. A would you rather have a broken tooth or a? Uh, well, no. I mean, in this you. case, you you broke your tooth and you lost your leg. So like, you fucked both ways. 
Honestly. You're fucked both ways. Um, right. How about... Oh. You got one for me? Go ahead. Mind your P's and Q's. Mind your P's and Q's. I've heard this one. Your P's and Q's. So, first of all, I have to think about what your, like, your pleases and your, uh, because you got to remember, you got to, you got to mind your P's and your Q's. Your questions? That, what does that mean? Your, your, uh, Mind your P's and Q's is like, mind your own business. Yeah. Okay. But like, or, it's, or, you say that or, to children so that they, they behave and shit. So it, uh, it has to mean two things. Like, um, you have to use the word please, which is the, uh, the P. Okay. Or polite. Polite. Uh, no, what? Yeah, your pleases. It's, that's why I say pleases, right? So it's got to <laughs> be your, your pleases and your, uh, your quiets. Pleases and okay, quiets. Okay, so you're going with pleases and quiets. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. I've never used that term, but I've heard that, but it's only used for like children. Uh, well, okay. I'd always heard it as kind of a, like, stay out of my bit, like, mind your own P's and Q's. Mind, mind your, your own, own business. Yeah. Well, uh, so it comes, comes from, from old, old English pubs where beers were served in pints and quarts. So if they got rowdy, now I've heard two different things, I guess I should preface with that. If people got rowdy, the bartender would have to say, you know, everybody calm the fuck down, mind your P's and Q's. Like, stop fighting with each other and get back to your pints or quarts or whatever you drink. Just shut up and drink. Or it was the waitresses had to mind which customers were pints, which ones were quarts. So if she was getting distracted on the job or, like, talking to somebody, hey, get back on the job. Mind your P's and Q's. Mind your, mind P's your and Q's. The pints and the quarts out here. Mind that shit. So either way, how whichever way it came into being still means the same thing. Like... Drink your shut up and drink your beer, or pay attention to your beer. Get on your fucking shit. Give me another one, man. All right, here's another three-parter. Uh, beeswax, crack a smile, and losing face. Losing face. I've always heard that one, dude. Right, losing face is uh, if you're like proven false or proven to be a terror, like it shown to be uh disreputable person right you're losing face you're shown to be an asshole or or whatever like you're shown you know, to be you, you say like i don't i just i i gotta do this because i don't want to lose any f i don't want to lose face right like i've always wondered about this too um it means like you you're you don't want to you're on your last bit of like anything and you don't want to show them how fucky, how fucked up you are. You have, this is your last chance, you know, right, your last little bit, you know, this is, but uh, then there's this uh, is Eminem and fucking straight up eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also crack a smile and beeswax and they all, they all have the same origin. They're all the same thing. No, they all mean different things, but now they do, but right. Like your, but they all have the like same words, just like the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Or two ago or whatever. So like mind your own beeswax, which I always thought was just a snarky way, like a play off a of business. Isn't this somehow. mind your own P's and Q's? Is this where it all uh, comes from? Means the same thing now, but from yeah. a different source. Okay, go different ahead. Different origin. But like mind your own beeswax, I always thought mind your own beeswax was just a play off of mind your own business. You know, someone just being, uh, making a literary pun kind of thing. Right, right, And right. then crack a smile, I never really thought too much about. Or where that comes from. Cracking a smile. Yeah. Crack a smile. Yeah, you just kind of crack a, crack a smile. Right. So, apparently, before you, things like uh, Proactive and Clearasil and all that came onto the market, women would actually put 
beeswax on their face to cover pimples or blemishes. Hmm, okay. And then if they sat too close to a fire, it would dry. Mind your, you got to be careful, mind your beeswax. So your business taken care of. Beeswax, right. Got to mind your beeswax. Uh, crack <laughs> a smile if they smiled too much or like if it, it dried. <laughs> if they smiled too much, it this would literally right. crack. <laughs> also, same as losing face. Like if you're sitting next to a fire, the <laughs> beeswax is going to melt and it looks like and your fucking face is melting And they all have different meanings off. now. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> hey. You're losing face. Careful. Take <laughs> like, it easy there. Uh, your fucking face is melting off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's been a great. That's been great. I love idioms, man. But now let's play this game, and we're going to get into something awesome here in a second. We're going to play the idiot or idiom game. You did make up a theme song. That's wonderful. Yeah, well, we needed something for this. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Gentlemen, you guys are both playing this game, okay? All right. Are you ready? All right. Number one. Well, here's the here's the thing. Yeah, well, explain the game first. I should man. explain the game. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an idiom we've all heard. And I'm going to tell you what it means, right? And then I'm going to give you an origin. It could be true. It could be false. It's up to you. And then I will give you the answer. And if you l- if you win... Let's say, uh, let's see here. What are we going to give away? We have this golden. Can you believe this? This is beautiful. It's a golden guitar. It's made of solid gold. It's a jazz master guitar. It's, it's, it's like King it's amazing, Midas right? himself came in and touched it. He it's touched beautiful. it. It's got gold pickups, golden strings. Oh, my God. It's got everything. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, it makes me want to cry when I talk about it. It's if anybody has ever guitar. wondered how you gold guys, resonates in you guitar too. form, it's Both beautiful. Both you guys have a chance to win this golden guitar with the idiot or idiom game. Let's play. <laughs> Number one. I like the cut of your jib. That is the idiom. Right. Now I'm, that, that fuck means I like say you, that all the you time. like somebody, right? Right. I like I like your style. I okay, like, uh, a jib is a it's a projecting arm on a crane. When you have a good crane arm, you're, you could lift and move amazing amount of material, and therefore you'd be able. Everyone would love the cut of your jib. They would love that jib. Is that a true or false? I'm gonna say false. Because you gonna, don't, I'm gonna go with false too. I don't. Because you don't cut that. I'm a, you guys actually are correct. So <laughs> that's one for the both of you. A jib is actually a flag. And in pirate terms, you would actually see somebody's flag up there. And if you like the cut of their jib, it's just it doesn't mean cut. It's, it could be cut in several different ways, but it's a flag. And it kind of shows your alliance to something or who you are. And if you did All like right. the cut of their jibs, like they are, they're, they're aligned with you, you can trade with them and whatnot. But that's basically where a cut of your jib comes from. All right. You guys are off to a good start. One for one. <coughs> Number two. <coughs> Always a bridesmaid but never a bride. Have mm. you heard of this one before? I have, yes. Have you heard of this one? Yeah. All right. It's used to talk about somebody uh, who is never the most important person in a situation. Now, according to lore, being a bridesmaid too often is unlucky for the marital prospects of a bridal helper. Superstition has it that a gal who acts 
in this capacity three times dooms herself to perpetual spinsterhood. However, there is an out. Go on to be a bridesmaid seven times, and the curse is broken. Is this true, or is this false? I'm going to say true. Uh, well, I don't know about the seven times and breaking the curse part, but other than that, yes, I'm going to say true. John? That might actually be a myth, but I think this one's actually seems kind of pretty literal. You gentlemen are absolutely incorrect. I made that one completely up. That is actually a, compa- a, compa- a campaign from the Listerine people. The same people that brought you halitosis. They said if you had <laughs> if you had halitosis because you don't brush with Listerine, you don't. Brush you would with always be you just a bridesmaid. You will never be a bride, and that's where that comes from. Listerine no ad, just like they brought on halitosis. They're the people that brought that with them. All right, so you guys are <clears throat> one in one. Oh my, it's a close fight for the golden guitar. Mm. It's a beautiful jazz master, man. It's beautiful. I mean, look at it. All right, so number can, three. It blinds me. Number three is busting balls. I'll be busting your ah, balls. See, we kind of referenced this when we were talking so about the chops earlier. We we're working. Balls. What it means is you're working hard, or you're being harassed or teased. Right. All right. Busting your balls. This is what I got you're here. Just busting your balls. Instead of cutting off or chemically sterilizing a calf, a method was developed to literally break a calf's testicles to turn them from a bull to steer. Is this true? Or is this false? I'm going true. Yeah, I'm going to say people have at least tried that. People can be pretty messed up. You guys are absolutely correct on this one. I did not make this one up. And this one's kind of weird. It's, yeah, they would literally just, like, break their balls <laughs> so that they – it's the easiest way. They're like, okay, should we cut their balls off, which is pretty gnar, and it would hurt the fuck out of them, or buy all the chemicals. Or you could simply just like just crush their fucking balls. Swing a sledgehammer up there, and or something. that's pretty much what they did. Like All right, it's like with the Unix, right? You Gents, you guys are head to head. I got a. You guys are head to head here. Okay. Shift in my seat a little bit. That one made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's gnarly. Number four. <laughs> my poor nards. Eighty-six. Ooh. To get restaurant rid of, talk, or you're out of something. Yeah. It's restaurant talk, right? Absolutely. The restaurant and barcode of nineteen thirty. Number 86 describes the procedure when somebody's rude or drunk at your bar. It quotes, deny that fellow service, unquote. Uh, is this true or is this false? Uh, I'll go with true, but that might that seems so convenient, but I'll go with it. I'll go with He's it. Going true. true. A lot of bills get passed with a lot of different numbers on them, so I can see that being true. I made that up, boys. All right, I made that up. You guys are okay. This stems from a bar called Chumley's, located at 86. Wait, Chumley? Like from Street Fighter? Yeah, like, no, like uh, from Pawn Stars, Chumley. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, located at 86 Bedford Street in New York City during the 1920s. Many speakeasies had the police paid off, so they might be uh, warned of a raid. So whenever the cops would call, they'd say, You need to leave 86. You need to 86. Basically, so that's how it, that's how where it comes from. Mm. You guys are two to two. This is this is the breaker. <laughs> this is the breaker here. Caught red-handed. Right to like be caught, caught in, the in the act right. of doing something wrong. Counterfeit money in the 1900s. The red ink would easily come off, and cashiers could easily spot fake currency. The ink usually rubbed off onto the hands, thus coining the phrase. Is this true? Or is this false? Nah. 
I got to try to win this and say it's true. Oh, he's going for it. Nap. It is absolutely wrong for you, Sean. Nick wins. This originates from old English law that ordered any person to be punished for butchering an animal that wasn't his own. The only way the person could be convicted is if he was caught with the animal's blood still on his hands. And that's where I, I have written. Con- you knew that one? I have to confess, though. What? I, I saw that one when I was looking at my own idiom. So uh, I feel that that's unfair. Damn, dude. I, I feel that's unfair. I have to be honest. I have to be honest. Well, I you do. The game kind of dealt with a lot of animal mutilation. Was that intentional? <laughs> yeah. What the shit, man? Well, I do have one more that could be a. a Should we just throw that here. one away since I knew it? Here, we'll start all, all over right. again with this one here. Okay. Whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. You know this one too. Here we go. It, it's you're 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 trying your best at something. I'm gonna give it the whole nine yards. Right. And that actually comes from which. I always said makes no sense because you're still one yard shy of a first down. But it comes you're from give it your whole nine yards, and you have to have your whole team behind you. Yeah, right? see, he knows exactly what I was gonna say. So that's is that true or is that false? Absolutely false. You got your team behind you. False. Is that what you're gonna say too? To say false too. Yeah, you know, it's definitely not what that means. Yeah. Okay, during World War II, the fighter pi- pilots were equipped with nine yards of ammunition. When they ran out, they men they had to try their best at fighting off target with a entire yeah, They just had to dart away without ammunition. So they uh, they went the whole nine yards, and that's it. The nine mm-hmm. yards of ammunition. So and then we get a Bruce Willis. Well, movie out I of really it. wanted you to win the golden <laughs> guitar, but ladies and gentlemen. Let's get this guitar. Okay. Oh shit. We got we got a beautiful lady here. What's her name? That's Elena. Hello, Elena. How are you doing? Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, you don't have to talk for her. She's, she <laughs> can talk. Oh, she's grabbing the guitar right now. Oh, oh yeah. It's shimmering in the slides. Very bright Ooh. in this room right now, and it's like it's shining bright. And oh, there it is. It's coming. Your hand. It, there you go. There it is. How does it feel? Is it heavy? Oh, it's I pretty feel pretty heavy, right? I've Yes, it is very heavy. I picked heavy. it up. I, it's pretty heavy. I feel like I'm right out of the Pick a Destiny movie. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't play it or anything because it would sound weird. But you know, well, maybe you should strum. A, maybe you should strum. Maybe we could should just hear a little what it sounds like. Wow, dude, uh, that's amazing sounding. That sounds so golden over here. I can't believe uh. it. Oh, oh yeah, man, that is absolutely wonderful and beautiful. Well, you know what? I don't know about you all, but I just came a little. <laughs> uh, so now it's my turn to bring up uh, Yes, let's get to next examples. time. It's time for me to try to win right. your golden guitar. I love that guitar. It looks so beautiful. Look at it. It's just glimmering and shimmering. <laughs> so weird that we're each able so to get beautiful. our own golden guitars to give so away as prizes here. It's That's so, so weird. Beautiful. All right, let's play this Okay, game. so. Idiom number one. Idiot or idiom. Round two. Fight. On the ball. (laughs) On the ball. You're on the ball? When someone is on the ball. What does that mean? On the ball means you're on top of things. You're handling your business. You're doing right. Productive day at work. or Right. You're on the ball. What's the origin of it? Apparently comes from... False. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way you said that to me. Go ahead. Uh, Comes from back in uh, the circus days. There was a dude that would stand a ball and juggle. 
and it involved so much balance. And that's why when you're balancing things at work or uh, whatever in your life, like you're on the ball, yeah, you do it on the ball. That sounds actually like correct. That does sound true. Sean, are you playing this game? Oh, he was spacing out. <laughs> What's the Just answer? say yes or no, man. Yeah. Just true was or false. Was it true or false? Oh, yeah, totally. That's that was mean. totally true? That's exactly what it means. <laughs> you are both wrong. Ah, uh, you fucking bastard. I know, I You're know. Good. I'm so good at this. Good. I'm so good at this. Uh, actually, what I came up with makes a lot more sense than what it... From the early days of baseball, a pitcher who had nothing on the ball was one who was having a bad outing. The term implies that the pitcher had no control or speed on the ball. So if you're fucking up and having a bad inning, you're not on the ball. But if you're really on top of it as a pitcher, then you are Actually, on the I ball. I think I've heard that before. What a fuck. All right. All right. We both got nothing. All right. So go ahead. Number zero two. Zero. And I almost wanted to make this. The Brew World Order of the Week. Blue Moon. The phrase Blue Moon. Oh, it's a blue moon. That's like when it's a sad... Once in a, a blue moon. Yeah, well, once in a blue moon. That's super like rare occurrence. Super, super rare right. occurrence. All right, where's the origin? Right, so... Apparently... False. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have gone with my instinct on that last one, too. But apparently, uh, two full moons happen in the same month... Very, very rarely. No. Well, yeah. And so a farmer's almanac, if this ever happened, that there were two full moons in the same month, the farmer's almanac would write the first one in red and the second one in blue, thus a blue moon. Like the ink they printed on the page. True. It's true. What do you think, Sean? That sounds true. What is it? You're correct. That's that right. Is, ding, that ding, is, ding, that ding, is ding, right. ding, ding, ding. That's right. That is right. That's All right. right. Yeah. All right. So you're one to one. All right. Thank you. Go ahead. Number, uh, <laughs> number three. What do we got? Number three. Going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, I've heard this one. That means it's going to cost you a pretty penny. That's what that means. Right. It's going to be expensive. Which is shit. also another fucking idiom. Right. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty penny. penny. <laughs> uh, arm and a leg. Now this uh, goes back to... Clothing, having clothes made when you had suits made. Uh, obviously, it was very expensive then. So if you didn't have the money, then they would shorten sleeves or pant legs. Thus, it would cost an arm and a leg if you wanted this made. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I think it sounds like it comes from like actual... Like butcher t- talk, where you're 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 selling an arm and leg. That's like it's like terms of currency in in, in an, an indigenous. Uh, but well, your wait, story, I'll I I want to say it's true, so I'm gonna say it's true. I'm gonna say it's a total lie. It's a total lie to him. He got Sean it. is correct. It is a total lie. Man, fuck. What is the origin? The origin actually comes from portraits. Check. When people are having portraits painted, uh, hands were w- really intricate and took a lot of time. So if you didn't have a lot of money, they that's why so many portraits, like, they have their arms behind them, or that's why Napoleon's is tucked into his coat. Like, they would hide them, so you, or just paint it from the waist up or something. So it would literally cost you an arm and a leg, depending <laughs> on how much of yourself is in the one. portrait. That's a really good one. All right, so Sean, right. you have a chance to win so back that uh, it, Yeah, he's that a two, you're a one. It's so beautiful. Look at it, boys. 
It's beautiful. It's also got the pick guard, which has got the, that pearlescence kind of feel to it. And it's made of gold and pearl, which I don't think I've ever seen together before. And it's only on this guitar. And it's got those P90s on it. Oh, my God. They're so beautiful, those P90s. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Why look at them? Just look at them. What's, right, what's number on? four? Number four? Big wig. It's, it's so beautiful. Big wig, yeah. Big wig. Big wig's like, yeah, he's the the main cheese, the big wig. He's got the biggest wig on. So is that the origin? Well, apparently. False. <laughs> <laughs> you say that every time. Some of them have been true. Uh, but yes, apparently uh, it would go back to wigs being a status symbol. That's why it even used to be a political party, the wigs. Yeah, that's right. But obviously, the more money you had, the bigger and more garish your wig could be. So you'd oh, have people with these I giant wigs, and they would even, like, you see in the pictures of the old judges where the wig's, oh, like, yeah. dangling oh, down yeah, their right. front of their chest and down the back, like, big old wig. Big bullets. old wig. Not cheap. That's right. Especially when you don't have synthetic fibers like we do big now. Wig. You had to be a big wig to get those. So you had to be rich as fuck. So it's a status symbol if you, to have a bigger wig. Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. That sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> Fucking false. I got you, bitches. Oh, I got it you, bitches. That is so good. I know, right? I was so proud of that one. Where does it come from? Uh, okay, so in early days, men and women used to only take baths twice a year. We talked about this with the baby That's in the right. wash water, right? So women covered their hair so it didn't get dirty, but men would shave their heads and wear wigs. Now, they couldn't wash their wigs. Obviously, they had no washing machines with a delicate setting or anything, so they would hollow out a loaf of bread place the wig inside and bake it and this would kill the lice or the bugs or whatever was living in the wig false and and then when the wig came out it was all <laughs> big and fluffy so when you pulled it out of the oven it was why bread what the fuck was the bread for they don't have bowls because the moisture of the bread the the moisture that's in the bread it's just like if you're saving something in your fridge you put a piece of bread in it and like will provide moisture to it <laughs> I put up like orange peel or something in my in my. But it provides the moisture, so they would put it in bread because the moisture of the bread would get into the wig, and then it would come out all okay, big and fluffy. I guess Why I've heard. Just waste their bread. I know. I really wish yeah, it was wasting, more. They're wasting their bread. The one that I made up, because that makes a lot. All more right. Sense. So where are we at here? You're. I have to get this still one to tie. One. I still at two and one. To, yeah, I have you to get this one to tie. Last one. And if it doesn't up a tie, I've got I've got backups. So. Okay. Roll with the punches. Yeah, roll with the punches. Just go with it. Just That's what right. that means. Let's just do it. Just fucking go with it. Okay, what's the right. origin? Origin. Uh, it's it's about uh, quick recovery from punches, like in boxing terms. Like you get fucking socked and you hit the mat, you roll and get back up. Like quick recovery, getting back from the punch. You're a tricky fucker, but I think this one's true, man. You're a tricky fucker, but I think this one's true. Yeah, it's like it sounds like a boxing one. No, yeah, fuck you. You're not going to go with false? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what but is it? To try to win. Uh, it's very close to that, actually, but that is false. Oh, <laughs> I still lose. That is very false. Uh, it's actually an actual boxing technique that's telling to move away from a punch and attempt to avoid the blow, to avoid it altogether, or at least just get it. A glancing blow. So it's not about recovery. It's just about avoiding ah, it altogether. That's shitty. I'm sorry. Well, I guess. So you lost the golden. Well, no, we have actually. It's a second golden guitar. It's a Telecaster, right. though. And it's a beautiful Telecaster at that. But it's not made of gold. It's actually made of platinum, which is actually a lot more. Wait, that's not platinum? 
Okay, I'm I'm actually being told that it's made of silver. Well, it looks like it's fucking platinum. What am I? What's that? All right, they're telling me I'm actually a jerk off jackass, and I don't even know what that I means. Tell what you does that, that all mean? All the time. All right, whatever. Take. All right, so you, uh, Sean, congratulate. They're handing it to you right now. You don't get a pretty girl to do it, but there you go. There <laughs> it is. It's it's a. Uh, is it silver? I guess it's okay. It's silver. It's what well, it shines like platinum. Okay, it's the same. They have the same. Okay, they have the same kind of look, but I guess it's silver. It's not platinum, so don't Whichever don't sell it. Whichever precious metal it is, it'll it'll perform. It's yeah, well. it's it'll precious. Shop, it's yeah. precious. It'll be fine for you. All right, you know what, you guys? I've had a lot of fun talking about idioms with you guys, but we have a very important segment to come into, and it's something I like to call tension and release. That's right. All right. So with us in Los Studios today, we've got the band Earthshine. Now, these guys are amazing. They are a reggae, hip-hop, dub, just fucking rocking band. They kick ass. And with us today, we have Sean Holman and Los with us as well. How's it going? So, you guys, welcome. Thank you guys for coming. And this has been amazing. Thanks for having us, Los. Hey, well, you know, I like to have local (laughs) bands on, and we're going to start having more local bands on, and we're going to do some awesome music with you all today. But You say to gay? To gay. Yeah, I I said that. Is that an idiom? It's it's something I'm trying to start. (laughs) So oh yeah, because we can start idioms at any point. Yeah, well that's uh, that was the that was the main thing we were gonna say later. Right. That could have been the bottom line. You gotta be trendy though. Trendy though. So, what what are you guys up to? So yeah, what's what's the, what's the main? Just tell me some about your band. What should we know about your band? Lois, you want to take this one? Yeah, you know what? I think I'll take this one. <laughs> you know. We're doing something that nobody else is doing right now. <laughs> we're taking reggae, and we're not just taking reggae, reggae. We're taking the roots reggae. We're taking the modern reggae. We're taking the alternative, the rock, the roots, everything. We're taking it, and we're also mm-hmm. taking it to another level. Boom. So we take the MCs that we have, and we have Kelly, who's got the voice of an angel, the R&B. We've got the hip-hop. we got the rap. They're coming in with their stuff. We got Sean and myself, right, Sean? We got we got the bass and the guitar coming in. We got Rasta Christopher coming in at you with some sweet, sweet, sweet music. And then we uh we combined it all. That's the beauty of Earthshine, and that's why I think our 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 our, our name also reflects us because these sounds from all over the earth, the reggae, the rap. The, the, the R&B. Actually, it really just comes from America. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we so take it. has nothing to do with the playoff of Moonshine. Well, I well, think initially. Moonshine's actually its own phenomena. Well, tell I me I mean, liquor-wise. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Why don't you tell me more, Sean? Um, well, if you do a simple uh, Google search, you can find <laughs> out some more <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Los. Yeah, tell me more. All right. <laughs> Well, all right. The thing is, man, we've got this dub music. We like, we are doing stuff that nobody's doing. I told you this already. Just play the goddamn track, Los. 
All right, dude. I'm gonna tell you what. Let me let's go ahead and we're gonna play a track. You guys pretty much guessed it. You guys pretty much guessed it. I'm part of the band, Los. This is my band. <laughs> and we're going to listen to a little it song. It was a valiant effort. We played a little song. Yeah, it was a valiant effort. We're going to play a little song from uh, our little, where were we at? We, we went to a, a radio sta- uh, TV station and we played this uh, awesome. Up Late Austin. It was called Up Late Austin. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Sean my was joining me. Stayed up and Sean's that, actually, actually the bass player for this band. I'm the guitar player for the band Earthshine. And, yeah, actually, here we go. Here, here it comes. So this is us playing during the show. This is called a song called Rain. It's my favorite song that we play because it just it's just so dynamic. So take a listen. Oh yeah. Venn diagram, there's two circles, and in the middle of it, it's kind of like two circles are. Yeah, you got to get that mic up on you. Two circles would be uh, like what what music we like. Get it closer. To make, and then what music people like to hear. Say that all again. And then you, you do the middle circle, and that's what we try to do. The middle circle. Not really a circle. It's more like a... No. Middle of the two circles. Venn diagram. You've seen a Venn diagram, haven't you? A Venn diagram? What Venn is diagram. a Venn diagram? I've heard of that. You have before. the two circles and where oh they yeah, overlap. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a Venn diagram. Yeah, I knew that. Right. So this song is rain. I, I fucking love it, dude. You can't really hear it, huh? No, I've heard it once before. Sean plays the bass for this one. And then you play the guitar. Only two chords. So yeah, we're playing uh, December tenth at the Lucky La- uh, the Lit Lounge. Downtown. Oh, Lit Lounge. Trevor, did you book it through Trevor? That's where you had your bir- your birthday. Who Bachelor birthday? party. Trevor was our... Uh, was our was uh, there contact? Yeah. Trevor's good dude. Trevor's That's good nice. people. All right, great. Good. That's great. They guaranteed us that things would be lit. What's his last name? Do you know? Galleon? Or uh, Gillian? Galleon? All right, it's not the guy I was thinking of. He also will more than likely be the bartender while you guys are playing. Sweet. But he's good dude. It's really a small stage for us, though, man. It is a very, very. So I think what's going to happen st- is that homeboy uh, Rasta is going to be on the stage itself, and then we're going to be around it with our amps on it's, the stage. Yeah, it's a small stage for a three-piece. So I don't know what you guys are going to do. Uh, yeah, we have a, we're going to have a six-piece with us. So you have to figure that and out. I have, a, I have a pretty big footprint because of my pedals. So I use the loop pedal in my in my shit too. You got like uh, two we, pedals going so on. So because we lost our piano player, our keyboard player, I've recorded all the stuff in tempo because we use a click on my loop pedal. And sure. I'm able to use that loop pedal while we're playing. Oh, here we go. That's Kelly right there. The gentleman misses That's right. 
You're the only one that really like I don't admit I've heard this one before that the multiple times I'm over here hanging out but I like this one this is a good one I'm a blues guitarist that plays for a country band so this is out of all of my elements but I really like this one this is good shit Homeboy Storm Shadow singing right now. He's part of the Mike Fiends. Is that correct? That's right. <laughs> and I totally stole that real riff from uh, David Gilmore. Figured out G minor six chord. got an A sharp. Well, it's got an E. You play that open E string. It's a G minor chord. You got that E, which is the six. Of course you would know. This is tension and release. I, but right, motherfucker. Don't fucking step to me. Sorry, sir. I'm sorry to doubt you, uh, Mr. Jedi. I'm just your patty, <laughs> I'm just your patty one. My patty one. Oh, yeah. Like, so 
what inspired this solo. You know, I, nothing. I just, <laughs> I just really just make it up as Sounded I Sounded really on. cool. The only thing I really uh, know that I'm going to play is the first, like, you know, and everything is improvised from there. Like a solo should be. Have a nice melodic solo. You know, like Nirvana was always known to have like a solo that went along with the lyrical exactly. melody. And, like, I do that with a lot of our songs as well. Gilmore wasn't much of an improviser. Yeah. He would definitely go over and over and over. And, like, so he, he would play something. Like, oh, that's cool. Like I don't have to. He would like yeah take. Also like another reason why I don't want to go through like uh, uh, engineer to record an album because I would love to just be able to experiment with. Right. Find an engineer that likes to Then you get doesn't charge us. You get bands like Skinner that do not improvise at all. After all these years, even though they have no new original members left, they still all have to play the exact same fucking notes. It's gonna be exactly the same every time. Dude, dude, that's a great fucking song. I I must say. I mean, even if I, uh, you know, everyone's partial to their own music, so. And Nick says it's good. So I like that one. I like that one very so, much. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's ask some more questions. You would, would you have any um, questions? Yeah, I had actually a question. Um, so especially having three vocalists. Yeah, we do have three vocalists. Three vocalists. Uh, do they like? Do they have to write out the the raps that they do, or yeah, do they? Oh yeah. oh yeah. So they do the same one every time, every show. That song has the same rap every oh, single yeah, time. Oh yeah, that's how it goes, bro. Like they write okay. their they write their thing, but then they they do it every single time. That that's yeah, that's okay. how it goes. So I yeah, it's I was like more it's like me like writing like you know sometimes I improvise a solo, but eventually once I get a good solo like Kirk Hammett from uh, Metallica, you're always gonna pretty much hear the same solo. There's some nuances that are different every once in a while, but you have a gist of where you're going, and that's what right. I mean. That's where I'm at, you know. So I mean they have, but they have the ability like if they're in the moment. Sometimes you know, sometimes they freestyle. Throw out a few, a little oh, sometimes bit. Sometimes they freestyle just to like you know find a new lyric or something. But yeah, for the most part, they yeah they keep it real. Okay, that's what and, I'm talking about. And musicians as well, like uh, it's all pretty rehearsed, or is it improvisational? What do you like, mean? I come from the world of of blues where it's like uh, key of G, upbeat shuffle, go. Yeah, and, and you it's just, just like fucking wing off it. The top of your dome. Right. Top of my head, y'all. On top, top of my, my head, head y'all. Right. So, this is it mostly, like, you rehearse a lot to get the parts down and everybody's doing the same thing, or do you get, like, kind of... Oh, yeah, there's a weekly... Or do you improvise only, like, for fills? Like, there there's are moments... A, there's, a week, there's a weekly practice uh, rehearsal. It's not even a practice. Practice is what you do when you're at home. But we have a weekly rehearsal. Damn right. We all yep. get together. Damn right, right? Yeah, fucking damn right. Well, we all get together, and we... We put what we practice together. That's what a rehearsal is. And that's what we do every Wednesday. Matter of fact, tomorrow's our day. Uh, well, actually, today is our day because you're listening to this today if you're listening to it on the day of. But Wednesday is our day where we go and we we rehearse. We put everything together, and I work really hard for the band, and so does Sean, and so does everybody else. And we are going to put on a good show on Saturday at the Lit Lounge. It's going to be great, man. Mm. We definitely keep a common uh, a roadmap. 
Okay, sure. We all get to the same destination. Yeah, we're sure, all getting there. Sure. Man. We're all doing but our thing. But how much impro- improvisation goes on during the roadmap, like during the journey? Like we try to all take the same directions, but you know, sometimes there's a, a traffic detour and you. I mean, adapt. we'll we'll right. write we'll write out stuff that says, "Hey, we were we're going to discuss something. You know, we're going to do this." But we're we want to be very. It's an act, essentially. Absolutely. And we want to make our act very not cookie cutter in a sense but enough that like you're gonna like a like a stand-up comic you know they're gonna have their act you know if you see them two times in the same day in the same day you're probably going to see the the, the same act you know and that's just that's the reality of things you know of, of shows so you as a guitarist uh do you sort of do the same solo or do you like sometimes i do but uh, there's a there's a general theme I go by. You know, I'll try to go by what the lyrics, what the melody of the lyrics go by, and um, I'll, I will play off of that. But it's uh, yeah, you could say there's the same theme. Like there's something that in there that will will, will kind of uh, reprise you back to uh, the chorus or something. But yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. You know. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, if there. I mean, you have the notes, bro. You you leave the. You you rehearse obviously every week, so you have the song goes as it goes. You have that all worked out, but you leave yourselves a very small window at least. Like somebody is able to play the solo a bit different, or you're able to play a, a bass fill differently if you get the urge, or you know, like you're you're able to do something in right. the moment, right? To to. Uh, I don't know, express yourself at least in that moment. Yeah, you should definitely always leave a door open for uh, some a better opportunity to come in, um, but right. try to keep it as uh, on structure as Just you can. Just on course or yeah, absolutely. whatever. Okay, all right. So, that um, makes sense. Sean, tell, us, tell everybody how we got started. Uh, we got started as a collection of, uh, of, of people. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, people coming together for a passion of music, practicing, uh, a lot of high turnover at first, and then we finally found a core that was passionate enough to keep it going. And that was us. That was me. You hit me up, and I was totally down to, like, get this started. And a little background on me and Sean. Like, Sean and I, we used to be in a band. When I first went to Austin, the first day, the first day I put out a Craigslist ad on trying to find some people to start a reggae band, he hit me up, and he actually uh, said, hey, well, I'm going to invite my, my – uh, my my weird fucking buddy to come and audition for the guitar player. And I, was, I was looking for a second guitar player, and he brings this weird fucker guy. I don't remember him anymore, but definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely was not part of the what we were going for. And so Sean was in this band, and now uh, you know we weren't we're not in that band anymore. And years later, we're talking fucking five years later, we he hits me up to try to be part of this band, and here we are. You know, we're Earthshine. And I think we're doing a really good job. We're we're doing a we're trying to be professionals about this. And you know, we got our album, which is coming out really fucking soon. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Uh, Sean, what's your favorite band? What's your favorite band? Earthshine. That's a little conceited, though. Uh, other than that, I have a lot a lot of variations. Um, I don't know. You know, it depends on my mood. Um, but yeah, I've always loved on. the Clash, uh, the Chili Peppers. Okay, those are good uh, bands. I, I, I love for me reggae, to poop on. so I keep on going. Anything that has had a strong bass melody growing up, that really appealed to me as I was trying to learn something. All right, all right. 
you know, my favorite band right now, I'm telling you, is probably Stick Figure. It's got to be Stick Figure. No, Fortunate Youth is my favorite band right now. Great fucking band out of Hermos, uh, Redondo Beach, I believe. Oh, Redondo. But they're, uh, they're I've done played there. Bottom line, it's it's there. It's California reggae, and that's really what my inspiration is and where it comes from. It's 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 California style reggae. You gotta appreciate where that came from too. Well, though. you know what I do. Well, you know what I don't. I don't say that I hate the roots reggae, man. I fucking love it. It's just that, you know, I'm not. Why would we want to play the roots reggae stuff? We can totally like play a song or two that's completely that style, you know. But we're we're modern. We I have the technology to. I have phasers and I have chorus pedals and I have distortion. You know, we can make it faster. Yes, we we're we're Steve Austining this shit. Are you saying Bob Marley wouldn't have done the same if he would have been around now he with did, all these dude, possibilities? Didn't he do some Lee Scratch Perry shit like the sun is shining? Right, but like if he was around today, right now, Weather like he wouldn't still sweet. be utilizing these same tools in some way. Like he always seemed like very ahead of. Absolutely, you. I guarantee you, Bobby. If he didn't die of his fucking Bobby, because you guys are that close. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> you know, if he didn't die of his toe infection, I told him, "Hey, get that shit checked out, man." And he was all like. Right. I'd rather not, brother. And I was like, all right, that's fine, whatever. So <laughs> that's tension release, you guys. are awesome. All right. That so let's get into some news, man. Let's get into some news oh, while we still news. while we still have our feet attached to us. So I don't know if you guys heard about this, but MDMA and mushrooms are being tested right now to treat depression. And mushrooms? Yeah, for it, it, depression. It, it, yeah, for depression. Get and the, f- get the fuck out of here. What's going on right now is is amazing because all me. all these things that I learned as a kid to be like super bad for you, they're testing them to be really good, and they're finding out that you know they're they're potential major tools to fight domestic violence. <laughs> they're they're to fight depression. You know. Psychedelics such as LSD, MSD, uh, MDMA, and mu- magic mushrooms have been undergoing a renaissance as scientists explore their positive effects and the range of illnesses <laughs> and conditions from PTSD and a, an end of life of anxiety. And um, don't worry about that; it's not okay. showing up on the thing. Um, okay, it's so just, it's, it's of course they're so good. Have you ever done MDMA? Yes. No, have you wait, ever no. done fucking mushrooms? Yes. These things are not bad. They can be bad in excess, just like anything else. Sure, moderation is key, as in absolutely anything. But they've been anything. amazing tools for creativity and uh, mind absolutely. expanding, dude. Like, you see the world in such a different way, and I think if I never did, a- when I, w- I was 15 in high school, if I never did acid back then, I don't know what kind of person I would be today. Because it totally shaped who I am today. Just the thoughts. It's the day that I think I remember that I stopped being innocent. <laughs> I think that all goes right. exactly with what you said, man. It's all about perception. Like, uh, at first, they were trying to, they had government programs telling people how bad things were. So, of course, they're going to go in in certain experiments and look for something bad. And now they're looking for the good outcomes. And we're seeing, hey. We're seeing that they're <laughs> amazing. I remember seeing a video. Uh, where a cat was on LSD and it was like trippy looking, but they had this like weird scratchy music in the background that was like really helping selling it to be a really creepy, scary uh, video. But isn't this amazing, man? Like, I, I, 
I know this stuff's good. Why are we? You know who? Who do you know who's to blame for all this bullshit? Fucking Richard Nixon. The war on drugs happened, man. They put uh, he put marijuana on the fucking Elvis schedule Presley one list. There. And you know what? I know I know tons of people. We are so good. It, it's it's fucking crazy. And you know what? It all probably goes to the new world order in some fucking fashion. Mm. But it, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, any thoughts, boys? Anything else? We can move on to the next uh, one. Here. No, I did because when acid was first introduced, it was it was a government experiment, right? And like no, no, no. they what would happened? they would hold experiments with there that. There was a, a scientist. He actually tried it on himself. He used it, and then he, he rode his bike home, and it it started hitting him as he was riding his bike home, and it, it was actually found accidentally. I don't know what he was looking for, uh, in sense, but he. He actually tested it on himself. Hasn't it been documented that they have done studies since to think that it would open the mind up to uh, what supernatural powers or telekinetic powers? I mean, I'm sure there's. I'm sure that's what's going to come out of whole, this whole thing. All right, uh, the DAPL. You guys all know about this Dakota Access Pipeline. We they won. I'd say we because I'm for it, but. I am you know, for the protesters, the water protectors, but they got it. They got through this. They finally got through this. And you know what? They the the army of engineers, U.S. Army of Engineers uh, denied their or somebody denied their their permit to keep fighting and uh, going for it. But there's something weird now, right now because Trump is urged by the oil industry right now to approve the DAPL because he's got stock in this whole thing. Are you guys with me on this one? I mean, although right now it's 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 seeming dire and not so great, but uh, or no, it seems it seems good because they they won, right? But right, it could right, go right. back where he's got some stock to it. But the easiest part is just to reroute it around the fucking water source where they're talking about the sacred land, you know, or even better yet, dude, Chile. Has a solar a solar f- uh, a facility, and they've got more power than they know what to do with. I posted this on my on my on my faces of book, and it's 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 crazy. They have so much fucking solar power there that they don't that they have more. Like nobody's paying for electricity over here. This is amazing. And why we need why we need oil still is is, is we well, have solar fucking power we have wind why are we still using alternative oil? sources of energy are not widely accepted and I believe that was one thing that because you number know forty five brought up uh, like he was going to not pursue any clean energy or alternative sources of fuel he's going to cut funding for all that uh, who but, Trumpy yeah but we have all the like. The house my wife and I just bought. We got solar panels. That's right. On our house. Came with it. So our first energy bill. How much was it? 11 cents. 11 fucking cents. That's yeah. amazing to hear. Now, everybody get there. And that. it's completely possible. Yes. You don't pay. What? So what's the fucking problem? You know what? I don't know. I don't know what the fucking the problem, problem is. problem is we're not making money off of oil if we do that. Like, that's really the only that's problem. That's the problem. And it's not a problem for me. It's a problem for the oil company. I mean, you got to buy the parts. You got to buy the solar panels. You got to buy the windmills. But that's it. That's it. It's a small investment for a, a huge savings. Over is time. that more expensive than buying the car and the oil over and over and over and over and over and over? Well, right now I do need that, you know, but exactly we can go to hydrogen. 
there are there are kits sure. where you can go to hydrogen and we would you would or pay you can use vegetable oil. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is ridiculous, man. But the DAPL, I'm glad that they stopped working on them. Those protesters need to stick around, make sure they don't fuck around with any shady shit. Sean, do you know anything about the, the pipeline being built? What do you know? Do you have any thoughts? I have no information yeah, inside yeah. or, or out. Well, let's get to the next one. This is our last little story here that I have for the night, you guys. Black Santa is being boycotted at the Mall Black of America. Black Santa. The Black Santa. So, the Mall of America, which is in, uh, I think, Minnesota, eh? Isn't it? Uh, Someone correct me on this one. It's Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. Okay. So they have this Santa Claus, which is he's a black man, of course. He's awesome, you know. But there's people that are just like, they're outraged because a Santa Claus has always been white. A jolly man that gives your children gifts for being good on Christmas. Now, first of all, why does it matter what his color is? Second of all. You're trusting you 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 want to teach your 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 children about a man that gives you gives your children gifts for being good. What kind of message are you sending? Now I get it. I want to bring back Christmas. I don't want to bring back. I don't want this holidays bullshit. I want to bring back Christmas. You know what? I'm an. I like the holidays. I'm. I don't know if I'm an atheist or an agnostic, but I don't believe. And the 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 people the, the what the Christians and the Catholics believe what my mom believes I don't believe in that shit. I still I still celebrate Christmas with my family, because at this point it's not about the religion. Right. It's about the gathering of your family. Right. I celebrate Christmas gifts, with my family because gifts that's how they celebrate. But I'm not necessarily. And I it's becoming less and less like that. And uh, one day I think we're gonna come to a point where they know that that's bullshit. But the thing is, it doesn't matter. You know, you have this black Santa. It could be a fucking Jewish Santa. It could be an Arab Santa. It doesn't matter. He's a, it's a, a Santa fucking made-up character, because and I we're just giving a representation of him. Yeah, I always... So who cares? Parents should be condemned for lying to their children. I don't think so, because it's, it's, it's a... They, well, they still have something else. I'll tell you in a second. What, but it, it's a story that you tell your, your children so they'll be good. You know, right, essentially. Right. And now we, the, the 20th century, we got a whole new thing. Do you guys know what it is? The elf. The elf on the shelf. The elf on so the you shelf. Tell your, you tell your, you tell your kids, we got this elf on the shelf, and he's watching you. and you. Move. But even he reports to Santa. Well, so yeah, he Santa reports. Still that's the, the thing, yeah. He reports, that's the thing, yeah. He reports, and you move it every night so that mm -hmm. it seems like that homeboy's moving to the kids. You're like, you're playing a trick on these kids. Now, to me, that's... That seems like more fun than it is to try to uphold a uh, uh, an, a tradition of Santa Claus. It just seems like me fucking with the but kids that, for a little bit. That They're going to realize it one day. It does but uphold the tradition of Santa Claus. Because it does, the whole thing is, yeah, that he reports to Santa Claus. So yeah, you still have to uphold that as well as move this fucking it's, elf it's, every it's night. It's a lie on top of a lie. But right. this lie now applies more now in our, in our new fashion because the kids are going to be like, he squeezes through the chimney and like, we don't have a chimney, Dad. How does he get through? He just gets through. He actually goes through the front door because he's magic, you know? He's a right. magic guy. But this one, you can just say the elf on the shelf tells everything. So, and, But that's just – I think that one was just built 
so that you can give more shits to uh, to the kids and be like, make sure they're on their oh, shit. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and but I think that's so great. how does this go back to there being a, a non-white... Well, I mean, I'm just talking about Christmas in general. I love Christmas, but... We should show them what the real world's going to be like and put surveillance cameras all around the house. <laughs> That'll make go. them act good. Oh, right? my goodness. <laughs> you can show them what they did like. But you're always going to catch them. They're not like they're like... like Cameras are there to catch criminals that are kind of smart and to hide their tracks, but a well, smart criminal would know to disable or be out of the camera. Yeah, and, but and a kid doesn't really know to hide their tracks. So if you find writing on the wall from crayons, you pretty much know who that's coming from. Right. You know what I mean? Right, but dog. So <laughs> this uh, this black Santa has just been getting tons of attention from Which is racists from. I don't want to say Trump supporters, but they're coming out of the woodwork lately, these racist people, because it does not matter if this man is black. It's Santa Claus. Who gives a flying fuck? And I want to just read you a quick little um, commentate, uh, uh, comment from somebody here. It says, stupid, incredibly stupid. Santa is white. Boycott the Mall of America. Maybe they should change their name to Mall of Ragheadland. Unquote. Wow. <laughs> so if it even if you could be like really easygoing and just uh all the books or every every uh representation we've ever had of Santa Claus, he's he's been a jolly old white guy and I just want my kids like to Jesus, see Oh yeah, right, yes, exactly. He was so white. But I just want my kids when they get to the mall to see the same thing that they see in their books so that it as bullshit as that, but at least there's a reason for that. But to be like, <laughs> like that was just such an absurd. Like then they made it even more racist. Like they, they it wasn't an argument for their causes. It ended. It was an argument against their own showing, cause. The racists are showing their faces, man. Right. And they're gonna be wiped out one day, dude. Fuck you, racists. We don't need you. Fuck you guys. You know what I'm right? A, I'm Why? a multi-race motherfucker, and this is bullshit. That you have people that think you're better. B- because they they have a certain color. You guys don't know those people. Fuck you. You know what? Fuck you. You know what? People have absolutely no choice on where they're born in the world. That's so they have fucking no right, fucking dude. choice. Did what, you but have a choice they to be do white? have a choice on being a hateful prick. So who's really in the wrong? Fucking grow the fuck up. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> like uh, that, that's my thoughts on it. Look at this uh, statement from uh, Twitter, fo- Twitter at, at Avocado Mommy. Well, well fuck sa- avocado mommy. Santa can't be black, but our president can be orange. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Ugh. Orange. He is kind of orange. He has a very bad fake tan. All right, guys. You guys, thank you for listening very to Emergency Exit. You know what? It, we've had a great time. Sean, thank you for, for coming and sitting in. This was Emergency Exit? Yeah, this was our Emergency Exit. Yeah, that's our podcast, you dummy. Right. Do you want to... Hey, what do you got? Oh, oh the shit. The Gate. Oh man, I keep cutting you off. I'm right, sorry, man. Right? What the shit, man? Tell yeah, me, tell pizza. me about. You fucking you know what? You know asked what? me to prepare all this shit, and then you cut me off. You know what? Save it for the next episode. All right, um, but it's not going to be relevant then. No, you know what? Because Pizzagate is totally is totally still going on, man, and we don't know all the facts yet. It's all speculation. Breaking news. Though. It's definitely not speculation. It's not. No. It is speculation, no, man. That's not. Let's well, uh, you know, we it's might do a whole episode on Pizzagate. So, you guys, you know, we're already at an hour and thirty minutes. You guys have been listening to us. We need to cut this out. All right. So All right. Fair enough. 
you guys, thank you for listening. You guys, check out Earthshine on uh, Earth, uh, Facebook.com slash Drink Earthshine. I think that's ATX. Okay, Drink Earthshine ATX. Wow. You know, also, be sure to check out uh, TG Broskoff. TG Broskoff, Bros- check him out. Yes. He's a TG bro. What's Braska. up, TG bro? Braska. Braskoff. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I know. TJ. It's bro. all right. I, you see the BRO and you just want to bro it. I understand. Be sure to check out his Facebook and you'll see Nick there every week. I will be there. And if you guys want a sticker, fucking email me. I've had like 10 emails ready. Why don't you give me some more emails? That's not enough people. That's right. So Respond. How about you write us with some idioms that you like and know about? Or tell us how we fucked up idioms. Or like, why don't you fucking... That's absolutely Come back right. At us. Go ahead and just send us your idioms, and we're gonna we could use them. Or tell give us, us how a fa- fucked give up. Give us a false one. Give us a true one. But make sure to tell us if it's true or false, and we'll use it in our game. This is not the end of idiot or idiom. We're because gonna do I'm this. Gonna we're gonna recycle this. I'm gonna win. We've that got golden more golden jazz master. That's we've got more guitar. golden guitars to pass around, so we're no, gonna no, be no, doing no, this no. again. There's only one golden jazz master. Oh, you just want to win it back? I, do you know what? That's my guitar, and I'm gonna win that shit. Bullshit! I won a fair and square. Well, that was because you're cheating somehow. Either way, boys, thank you for being here. This has been Los for Nick and Sean. That's right.